This is Masks Off. I am Tia Fagan. And I'm Kim Gross. Who are you behind the masks you wear? We are here to have real conversations about how to live a more empowered and authentic life. So join us, remove your masks, live your life. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Masks Off. I'm Kim. And I'm Tia. And we are so excited to be with you today. We are talking about the stories that we tell ourselves. And this is a piggyback onto the last episode where we talked about cultural conditioning. Mm -hmm. So as always, I'm going to start with a quote and... It is destiny is not a matter of chance. It is a matter of choice. William Jennings Bryan. This is such a, (laughs) oh my gosh, such a new concept. Again, it does so tie into the last episode of cultural conditioning because at least for me, I was not taught that. Mm -mm. I was not taught that. My destiny, my future is a matter of choice. It was in the sense of like, if I wanted, it was in the sense if I wanted to achieve. Exactly. And I wanted certain things, then, oh, if I work hard and I apply myself and I get the good grades and I follow the path. So we were talking about so Mm -hmm. many different cultural conditioning paths. And you mentioned one in the last episode of you go to school for 12 mm-hmm. years. And not everyone does, but this is like right. the mainstream, or right, at least exactly. where this we're is the pushed. expectation. The expectation. Mm-hmm. Go to school for 12 years, go to college if you can get in, get a good paying job, get married, have kids, work work, grow old, become a grandparent, retire, and then die. (laughs) Actually, oh, I wish I had pulled it up beforehand and maybe we can share it in another episode. There is, and you may have seen it, an amazing video by Princey Mm -mm. on that. I don't think so. I'll have to find it and see. And I wonder if we can put the link. We could probably put the link in show notes um, for this one. And in that, you know, he talks about it's the when this happens then. Mm. When I graduate from college, then I'll be happy and live my life. It's that pursuit of happiness. Pursuit of happiness. When I Mm -hmm. graduate from college, when I start making X, Y, and Z, when I marry the right person, when I get have a family, then I'll be okay. Then I'll be happy. When I retire, it just goes on and on and on. And what That's a the sad part. thing. Oh, and it's so sad to watch the video because it hits you in the heart of how true it is. Oh, I mean, I live that way. So did I. Okay. Once I graduate from college, then I'm going to get the job. Okay, now I'm working the job. Okay, so now I'm supposed to find that person and get married. Oh, okay. Now I'm married. On my wedding day, when are you, I was asked, when are you having kids? And it's like, oh my goodness. Are you kidding On your me? wedding day. I'm sorry. <laughs> At least at that moment I had the presence of, you know, but it's still, it, it shows you how deep. Yeah. Oh, now that you've checked this box, oh, you better hurry up and check the next box because that yeah. is the story of your life that you're supposed to live. And it's, now it's like, 
how yeah. sad because you're not in the present moment. We're trying to find many this times, elusive thing that's not there. That's not there. Exactly. And a lot of it does come back to what you mentioned. And I love that you keep saying about the expectations. And I'm sure this is um, no attack on grandparents or, you know, on, you know, I'm sure they just are so excited and can't wait to have grandkids. But how often are the comments made? When are you going to have kids? When am I going to get to be a grandma? When am I going to get to be, you know, I can't wait to have grandkids. That's pressure. What if the adult child has no clue or no desire to have children. Or you get the, have granddaughters and when are you giving me a grandson? Yeah. On the day they were born. I know. Don't even get me started. It's that, can we just appreciate? I know. What's here? And what's the now? And and I think what you just said too, it's like, well, what does the person want? Not what do I, it's not what I want or what society wants for you. What do you want? That's why I don't I'm sure you've had those conversations with your kids. I have a yeah. still, you know, when talking about their future, you know, particularly around family, it comes up. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, you don't have to have kids if you don't want them. Yeah. I know. And or get married. Yeah. Oh, we have that conversation too. Yeah. Or get married. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. You have to follow what's right within you. And so coming back to the stories we tell ourselves and, you know, it's the story of if, when I, like you said, when I get there or the story of I am stuck here I'm this what you were or the experiences you've had in the past and you're continuing to perpetuate it through your thoughts and your beliefs yes and you're staying stuck so even if you want to transverse and go somewhere else be I don't want to say be someone else because to me that doesn't resonate return to who you are right or create a life that you really see yourself living the reason it's so hard for people is a change is really hard, but B it's more we're stuck in these cycles. We can't get out of. So the story yeah. of, Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, I am a victim. Right. We talked yes. about, you know, I have, to, I can't take care. I can't do something for me. The martyr martyrdom. Wait, you mean I, eventually someday I'm going to be able to do what I want to do when the kids are out of the house or when this happens, when, 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 Versus, you know what? You can also do something for yourself and take care of your family. You can take steps towards that. That's a big story for me. Um, That one right there for sure. And I wanted, before I even shared the story, I wanted to just bring in that I think sometimes, especially this was true for me. I don't know if we are always aware that we are playing out the story. Right. When I was young and when I got married and had kids, like maybe there were little nudges of, oh, this doesn't feel right. But I, mm-hmm. again, was so conditioned at that point exactly. to override that gut instinct and do what was expected of me or what I thought totally. people wanted me to do. Yeah, I had so, no idea. 
it, right. I did, really wasn't fully aware that I was playing out a story. I think, I'm only just learning that these stories are perpetuating right. my life. <laughs> and there's so many different types of stories. So in regards like to the one you were just talking about, like for me, as I shared in the last episode, you go to college and you make sure you get a degree in something right. that has a job that's worthwhile and the job's yeah. out there and, you're, and it's a good paying job. So in, inside of me, I knew it wasn't the right path for me, but intellectually, mm. because of everything I had been taught, yeah. I didn't question it. Because to me, I was like, well, when I question it, there's so much uncertainty and so much unknown. And what if I can't follow my, or I do follow my heart and I can't pay my bills. I know. You know, cause I obviously was on my own paying my own bills. <laughs> and so what if I get a job and then I can't, or I get this degree and I can't find a job and I'm, you know, no disrespect, but working with a college degree at the gas station, which are all very value. Every job is value. Yes. Don't, I yes. don't even want to say they're not. Um, but it, again, it was the condition story. What do you want to do? Graduate from college and flip burgers at McDonald's. How many of us have yeah. heard that in some way, shape, or form? Whether that's just a story at us too, or at other people, right? Yeah, you know. So, a that's not a bad job. Exactly. You know. So there's already the story that that is not worthwhile. And we're seeing what I mean. If there's not a bigger mirror right now with Corona, we see that the quote essential jobs are of more value. Yes. The grocery stores, but we're still not valuing them. I know. And that's, what's really hard for me from the story, particularly mm. I mean, the human and never mind. We could go down this whole road with that yeah. um, of, of uh, equity and whatnot, but it's the story I was told. So I'm just sharing my point of view and my story of they're so deep these stories, right? There's they're so deeply ingrained. And so we were saying too, just to kind of um, point out as well, that another way of looking at the stories that we tell ourselves or the stories that were told to us, another way of looking at at that are our belief systems. Yep. What we believe or what we were told to believe more likely what we Mm -hmm. were conditioned to believe is what keeps playing out and it keeps perpetuating our present moment, which then will dictate our future, which is why the quote destiny is not a matter of chance. It is a matter of choice. Exactly. Right. Because we can stop those stories, we can stop the belief systems and change the belief systems by watching our thoughts, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Totally. And change them in the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's the awareness that we have that ability. Yeah. Because like you said, until we have that awareness, we're just going to continually perpetuate mm-hmm. the same stories. So how do we build that awareness? Because some people might be listening to this and say, well, okay, that's all well and good, everything you're saying. Well, how do I be aware? How can I be aware that this is happening? How do I know it's a story versus it just is? I guess for me, the fact that you're even listening, you already (laughs) have the awareness, whether you had it before you started listening to this episode or someone else. So your right. curiosity is already peaked because what's right. you wouldn't be listening 
to this podcast or others similar to it or reading books, if if there wasn't a stirring within you that something isn't what I think it is, you know, so right there, the awareness starts. So then it's for me, how I explain it with clients and people I work with is just be curious, just watch, just observe. You don't have to have the answers. And in fact, I don't want you to have the answers. I just want you to notice. Mm. And um, I know you did this recently. You know, it's also, I may give journal prompts. Yeah. Like, hey, here's, here's a journal prompt. Or even do um, automatic writing. Have you ever done that? The automatic writing? Is that where you just write and you don't yep. stop? It, like free writing, you just keep going, going? And usually when I have people do it in a group, in particular, it's starting with a two or three words. So then you just repeat those, you know, I think that X, I think Mm. that X, I think that X. And if people, nothing is coming up, they just, I have them right over. I think that, I think that, I think that, I think that. Oh yeah. And then eventually just that the process of writing and repetition stuff is going to come out. I guarantee Mm. you. And the whole point of it is you just move that pencil as fast as you can and write whatever comes up without even noticing what you're writing you just write it and then when they're done I have them read it and underline things that may you know like what's a pot what what literally made you go (gasps) you know that gas that light bulb moment or even just wow that's interesting I didn't even know that was within me so then we can build off of that and then they can start to explore their thoughts their stories their beliefs around that and that's that inner wisdom starts to come up because the world tells us all these things and creates all these stories in our head. But what is our truth inside? Not the truth about the other, not the truth about anything else, but what is your truth rather than these stories that aren't really true for you? Or maybe they are. I mean, because some of those stories could very well be true for a person if they've been in, in that authenticity throughout. So I wouldn't even call it a story. It's just a truth. Because to me, a story is we add layers to it, I guess. I yeah, know. exactly. No, I, I, I love what you're saying about that. Um, and maybe like just one other way of recognizing, and that's huge, you know, being curious and having, and like you said, to be here listening in the first place, you have some curiosity And I think in addition to that, what I see a lot too with clients is that there's something that doesn't feel right Mm -hmm. in my life yeah. or I'm feeling off or there's this pattern or behavior. And like for me, I've often shared if I'm overeating or if I'm just feeling, you know, just down and crappy and if it's repeating, Mm -hmm. that to me is a signal that there's something that's off. Yeah, and I think a way to identify that, just a really simple way to notice a story is if we find ourselves going, why does this always happen to me? Ah, uh, yes. Oh, here we go again. It's happening mm-hmm. again. Or why? Gosh, why, my, the, why? Yeah. why am I always so lucky? This always happens. Mm. That's a place to start looking because it it's that 
um, continually to create those stories from our past that we're stuck on. So they're starting to repeat themselves in the present and they're we're setting up energetically for them to repeat in the future until we start to break. Absolutely. So why is this happening to me again? Go there. So I can feel one within myself (laughs) right now. Yeah. And I've shared parts of this before, you know, in the podcast and it's not maybe a complete story, but there's part of it, which is that, well, first of all, there's this story of put other people ahead of myself, right? That was, um, a belief system that was instilled in me to put others, other people's needs Mm -hmm. ahead of my own. So sacrifice, martyr, so on and so forth. And then just as moms, we naturally do that. And then as a stay at home mom, even more so, right. It's even magnified even more that put my kids first. Yep. And while I look back on it, I don't regret Mm-hmm. for a minute that I stayed home and that I was available for them. But I have shared before too, where I have lost myself as well. And I didn't know how to keep that balance or boundary of still being me. Right. I just really completely got caught in the storyline of being mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, again, it served as purpose. And, but now like I'm really struggling with as they're old, they're young adults now. Right. And I'm really both wanting them, no? both. And I really feel inside me because as I'm doing, getting in alignment with my values. Yes. Inner right? and outer, what, your inner and outer are sinking up. Exactly. And there is a little bit of a mismatch though, because what I'm doing in terms of my behaviors which is putting them before myself still, mm-hmm. they're young adults, right. is that there is a misalignment because mm-hmm. what I'm wanting to do that's inside of me and what I want my outer to match is that, well, I am doing the podcast with you, but that I continue to spend time on working my business yeah. and growing And just being me, being independent, being autonomous. So autonomy and independence was at the top of my value list. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. And when you look- volumes. It speaks volumes. And so when I look at what I'm doing, there's a whole lot of dependency still. Yeah. On me. Mm -hmm. And me enabling. So there's that, you know- I have to look at that, that story and those behaviors Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, we were talking about this earlier and I'm going to be honest and bold and say, (laughs) do it. (laughs) I'm going to say it. I'm going to, Ange, I'm sorry if you're listening to this one, (laughs) but I have to say it. (laughs) If college shuts down and she has to come back home, it's going to be really hard. Cause this is your like. So, okay, this is actually really good. Because <laughs> there's a story attached to that even. Go ahead, say. Okay, so your story is, okay, so you, you want this autonomy, right? I do. That's your value. And you yeah. have been martyring and nurturing and taking yes. care of everyone, even though yes. along 
that time, you have been taking care of yourself because you have been doing years of internal work. Absolutely. And that's why you're where you are right now. Absolutely. And this is, this is so brilliant because this is just like part, this is, this is what awakening is. So if you're wherever you are in the path, it's the same thing. It's not like, like you were saying at the beginning, when I get here, that's not what this is. This process is never done. We never get anywhere. We're just continuing along, climbing that mountain. Okay. So your story you're telling yourself is when she moves out to college, then then you can dive in fully 100% and have the space. And if college shuts down, yes, she's going to come back and I don't have that anymore. 100%. But that's but it's still the same story, it's just different. I know. Because the reality is she's going to move out to college. You're still her mother and you're still going to be interacting with her. She's still going to be leaning on you for support because you have a really solid relationship. You know, she's not the kid who's going to be like, bye-bye. I'm finally out of here. You're finally out of my life. I've been waiting forever for this. No, it's I'm ready to spread my wings. And if I need mom, I know I can count on her and so I'm going to reach out. So you're still going to have the connection, the mother-daughter connection. And then if, by chance, she comes back. You have to trust and still step into your autonomy that you can do that whether she's in the house or not. Because it's a mental yeah. thing of that physical presence. Oh, if she's physically here, yeah. I am not worthy enough to dive in deep because I need to be, be available for her should she need me. But the reality is, you're continuing the story. It just has a new spin. hundred percent. And I see it. And I'm so glad I did say something because it's a perfect example to share. And then, so what will get in the way for me aligning my inner and outer is the masks because the masks, always those masks, right? It's the people pleaser and the martyr mask. I want to please her. I want her to be happy with me. Be a good mother mask. I want to be a good mom. And a good mom is not going to say, you know, listen, don't bother me from nine to five or nine to six or whatever. Monday through Friday, leave me alone. Like that. So there's boundaries, my wishy-washy boundaries, because setting boundaries is going to make me look selfish. So this is amazing. We are on episode 34 Oh my gosh, right. is it really? 34 already. We're recording 34. And when we started, you know, we, in the beginning, we were talking about the masks. And I think it's just a perfect example of saying, again, what you just said a few minutes ago, that the work never ends. Never. It never ends. There's just more and more opportunities for growth. But I love it though. Like, I'm not exactly. upset about this. No, because it, it's I'm excited. clear for you. And so now... So yes. now, so here's the, here's the question. Okay, here we go. Um, so she moves away. Yep. Okay, whether she comes back or not, she's still going to text you. Yes, I know. At <laughs> odd hours and in the middle of, I mean, I don't know if anyone noticed in the last episode, one of my daughters texted while we were talking. Um, yes. You know, and I tried to sneakily type back podcast. You know, whatever word I could do to remind her what I was doing, Mm. um, because this time is important. 
that we spend together and record yes. this. So boundary. boundary. Okay. So what's, and I've had kids, cl- you know, text me during um, clients or they've been, you know, cause they're home. One is moving out this weekend. Same thing. She already said, if it gets crazy, mom, I'm coming home. Um, where I've got to retrain my thoughts here. So, yeah. um, so I've had similar thoughts as you know, yes. and I've been through this already cause I had both out of the house and they came back and it, it was a process to start to learn and I still have work to do around it. Don't get me wrong. I still yep. have plenty of peeling and on layers, but so what happens if she starts texting you a lot? Like let's say she has a crazy week and you want to be there for her as you should. Yeah. And you have your ideas of what you want to create for work that week. And when that intersection comes, it's just something to notice, you know, or she comes had, back and it's like, yeah. hey, I'm super glad you're safe and you're home. We need to establish you have classes. I have work. And it's important that we both focus on this. So here's what my, I think my schedule is going to look like, you know, whatever that is. Yeah. And then just saying, continuing to step into what you want to manifest and not fall back into those stories. Yeah. And it's, it's so brilliant, like you said, and that you even just brought that up because I literally this morning had that conversation with myself Mm. and I was very aware of that, that there is a strong possibility that she could come back. And I felt my anxiety because I didn't want to, I want to please, and I don't want to set the boundaries. And yet I know doing both of those things, and we've talked about this in so many episodes, doing both is amazing for my growth yeah, and for hers. Ding. Ding, right? (laughs) Setting boundaries is amazing for mine and for hers because it teaches her that if she is in a crisis moment and mom's doing a session and my phone is on airplane mode and she can't reach me, I'm going to have to figure this out on my own mm-hmm. and I'm going to be okay. And right. that's in the situation, whether she stays or she comes home. Exactly. Either way. I mean, obviously she comes, you know, storming in the door and I'm also okay with if there, you know, she's truly hurt or something is a of true course. emergency. I'm okay with putting the business aside and saying exactly. to a client, I'm really sorry. I have a family emergency right now. I need to go. We'll reschedule. Yep. Like, that's okay, but that's not really what we're talking about. It's more of the dependency of she just mm-hmm. is in a moment and she just is accustomed to me supporting her. Mm-hmm. And which is awesome and amazing that we have that. And Definitely. for my growth and for me being able to shine my light and continue, I need to do the business. Yep. I want to do the business because I want to be autonomous and independent mm-hmm. as a value and I want to grow have to do it so I will have to check in with you guys I was gonna say this is gonna <laughs> couple be amazing you know yes. because it's gonna I mean for anyone who's been in this position and it's I think any parent has this challenge especially yeah. parents who've had to transition to working at home you oh know, my goodness. Think the, about that. Yeah. So I, I think this is a really relevant area Topic. that a lot of people are struggling with, um, yes. whether it's in the same, you know, it's no path is the same, but either way it's a challenge. And so how do we balance? But like you said, we've talked about boundaries before and it's such an important piece. 
Such an important piece. And I really think that's awesome that you brought that up because right now with coronavirus and more parents are having to work from home and more, and their kids are doing school from home where they're not used to that. If you have been a working mom, working dad outside the home and your children have been going off to school, I mean, there's enough to manage just when they come home or after sports. Now you're in the house together all the time Mm -hmm. and you're not used to that. So I really feel Mm -hmm. for people that have been working and now have to work from home and how to set boundaries and restructure that. And how challenging. And to add another layer, I mean, we have adult children, young adult children. Yes who can fend for themselves and whether or not, you know, so this is all going to be new for Angela, but she would have to fend for herself in the dorm. So she comes home. Yes. I mean, and that's when they came home in March, it was like, I, you know, we'll have dinner together, but this is going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best, you know, and it wasn't a hundred percent by any means, but I'm going to do my best, but they always made breakfast and lunch and fended for themselves. So I'm going to, we're going to do our best to try to allow you your autonomy and growth to spread your wings. So it would be the same thing. Should she come home? It's like, Hey, I want you to continue to develop the skills as best you can in a home situation. Cause it's never the I same. Know. Right. But for parents who have younger kids who are not, you're not able to just shut the door and say, don't bother me from nine to five. That's I not know. an option. You're constantly being interrupted. I mean, you can't, how, how do you balance that? We're talking about the stories we create and here we're talking about this. It's so funny. Um, I know we're creating a story, but it's, it's an interesting thing to think about, you know, it is. And and not to say that it's not challenging at all and take that away because I don't know how I would be feeling if I were in that position right now. And there's an, and because there's the real, it's real. That is the, that's real. Yeah. That is the, as is right. Yeah. And just like, and again, it's not to minimize anyone's experience at all. And I'm just thinking about Shafali in one of her talks where she was talking about people that have lost their jobs through Mm -hmm. coronavirus. And it is completely devastating, I'm sure. I can't even imagine. And now what? We've talked about this in the co-creation. We talked about the person, you know, who was raped or the person... Or, you know, the city that had a tsunami or an Mm -hmm. earthquake or whatever, like life will happen. And this is the as is now you are working from home and you have young children. And now what? How do you want to story are you creating around this situation? Absolutely. That's how the stories we create comes in. So whether you're now working from home with little ones or elementary. And now all of a sudden you thought your kids were going to school at least for a couple days a week. And now they're not, you know, whatever. So what are you saying? Why does this always happen to me? Absolutely. What story it may not. And that's the other thing, the stories we create and the stories we tell ourselves and recreate over and over, they don't always look the same, but that's the common thread between all of them. Yeah. So we have to, it's not that we're saying you created this story and it looks the same every single day. No. (laughs) And as you awaken, the story gets really tricky. So it shows up in ways we didn't, we may not realize for a week or two and be like, Oh my gosh, there it is again. 
Yeah. Can you give an example, like a concrete example of what you're saying? Well, I think, you know, even just the um, martyrdom and the, as your kids get older, I, my story in my mind, you know, cause I was, I'm very much, I want to nurture and take care and help and all that. Uh, much less so now, <laughs> but it's yeah. still, so even though it's much less so now, like I'm no longer quite as hovering in the kitchen when they're making food or doing this, it still sneaks in at times. So I may not be as hands on, but all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you're making that. You know what? Why don't you sit down? I'll do it for you. And Mm. and I'm like, why did I just do that? They were completely on their own, making their own breakfast, happy as a clam. And I come in, swoop in, you know, like an Eagle or whatever. And be like, let me save the day. You relax, <laughs> which is ridiculous. You know, so, so before it used to be, I would make every single breakfast of the guise of being a good mom mm. and making their life easier. But I wasn't making their life easier. Mm-mm. And so me coming in now, yes, there's times where stress level is high and I'm happy to step in, but I'm not, those aren't the moments I'm always stepping in. Sometimes they're yeah. literally having a gray end old time in the kitchen making breakfast and I'm in here doing work and I walk out and I just like all of a sudden find myself stuck in, sucked in to help Yeah, without being asked to help. And I've been called out on it. That's good. That's good. It's awesome. I love that they call me out. Yeah. You know, so that's how that story can perpetuate. I mean, I did kind of use the same breakfast theme, but um, right but it shows up in different ways, sneakier ways. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Um, I was going to say too, for me, one of the things that I notice is that I would tend to, I I was big time in a victimhood Mm -hmm. position, right? See things Mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, you know how, what's, this is so bad gloom and doom. How do we get, I don't have the strength to do this, blah, blah, blah. My thoughts, right. Just looped and looped and looped. Whereas when a crisis happens or something is seen as, oh my goodness, you know, a bad situation, what's a bad situation anyway, Mm -hmm. it just is. But now I have a different story Mm -hmm. and this I have been able to change through doing the hypnosis, through the sessions, which is, I have amazing, and I've shared this before, Mm -hmm. I have amazing coping skills. I can get through whatever comes my way. Mm -hmm. And that is not a story that Mm -hmm. I had before. The story was, oh my goodness, I'm going to crumble. Crawl under the covers. Crawl under the covers. I'm going to crumble. Like Everything was like a tsunami or an earthquake when it really wasn't, but it felt like it. And now it's like, okay. I can handle this. Mm -hmm. So going back to the quote again, it is a matter of choice because I changed my thoughts. Exactly. I changed my story, which changes my story. So going back to exactly now I'm creating new patterns and another way of looking at it, which is why I absolutely love. And this goes back to full circle. What I was telling you this morning about listening to Joe Dispenza Mm -hmm. and I love anything that has to do with the mind. Like I want to understand how the mind works. Right. Right, right. And another way of looking at creating new patterns is we are creating new neuro pathways in our mind. 
Correct. So if your old story was, as mine was, I can't handle it. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. It's too much. It's too much. That made a groove, deep, deep groove in my mind of I cannot handle it. Mm -hmm. Now I have amazing coping skills. I'm strong. I can handle it. I'm creating new pathways in my mind. Exactly. Right? Right. And creating those new pathways are not always instantaneous or easy. It takes a while to reprogram. It does take a while. It definitely does. And that's why, like, I always talk when I tell people what I do, I talk about upgrading the software of the mind and reprogramming. Literally, I will say in people's recordings that, you know, you are rewiring, reprogramming. And by repetition, you know, you can do that. And the other saying that the neuroscientists use all the time that I love as well is that neurons that fire together, mm. wire together. And right. that's more of those neural pathways. You right. can change your mind. Right. You can clearly, and as you change those thought patterns and create new, you then are changing your present reality, right. which is going to change your future. Right, because it's easier with those new pathways, your brain, your body, you're going to follow them more frequently than the old way. Yes. So. Oh, I love it. It's, we have complete empowerment and ability to manifest, change, create, drop stories that no longer serve us and create more presence. Because we're not talking about creating new stories. Yep. It's just returning to what's already within us. And that inner outer alignment. When we have stories, we're not in alignment. Bottom, you can't be in alignment if you're in a story. Completely. That's why going back to I didn't feel in alignment with I wanted to be independent and autonomous. Mm-hmm. And yet I had this story over you're here. Still, you're holding on to that. that Keep getting in the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I think maybe just to end, the only thing that I still kind of think about when it comes to all this and for Mm -hmm. people who may still feel like, okay, I hear what you're saying, Kim and Tia, I hear it. And yet, mm, I don't know, it just isn't resonating. I think about like my kids, right? And I think about when I was that young, like I, my, they don't, my, at least my kids are not a hundred percent, but mostly and more my son, not, not open to understanding how this all works. Mm -hmm. Normal. Normal. So it just is what it is. It'll happen when it Mm -hmm. needs to happen. Right. There's so much brain development and physiologically, it's a small bit of people in that age group who are ready. The teachings are still going in and we have to remember that. So whether it makes sense to you right now. And it's not just the age group because there's plenty of people who aren't interested or are, mm-hmm. but don't know what to do with it. You know, it's, yes. you know, it's the people who read all the self-help books, but then don't right. make any change, which is right. what we're talking about here is you have the choice to make the change. So you can read all the books, but you have to take action. Yes. You have to, you know, whatever, however that looks for you, whether it's having a hypnosis session to start getting that momentum to go or whatever but so meditation yeah is another pathway yeah there's so many so Mm. you have to find what works for you 
And for, um, like you're saying with your son, not interested, but those seeds are still getting planted. So when he's ready to water them, whether that's yeah. six months, whether that's 10 years, they're there. Exactly. And he's seen it in you. You're exactly. And for the people, like you mentioned, there are many adults. There's, I have many family members that this is not even on their radar and they just mm-hmm. continue to play out their stories. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Maybe that's okay too. Maybe in right. this lifetime, they weren't meant to right. change their story. And it's not up to us. And it's not up to us. Yeah. I think what we're putting out there is that if you have an awareness and you have a desire to want things to be different and you can take a look and recognize at your stories, then this can help you. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And we are happy to help you along that path as well. Absolutely. Right. (laughs) So again, we always say, you know, if you have questions, you can email us at, I know I always, I should write this podcast masks off at Gmail. It's in the show notes. It's in the show notes. Exactly. So you can always email us or if you have even topics that you want to hear about um, Mm -hmm. or just questions about anything we're saying or how we might be able to help you, please reach out. Definitely. Not meant to do this alone. Absolutely. So have a great day, everybody. We hope you enjoyed or appreciated or even took one little tidbit from this conversation. That's right. right. I enjoyed it. it Me too. I I look forward to seeing how this all um, evolves as navigate fall. I feel like I'm getting so much therapy out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of masks off. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe and share with friends and family. Check out the show notes for how to contact us. Remove your masks. Live your life.